Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Toronto Real Estate Show with Janelle and Leslie. I'm Janelle Cameron. Hi there, everyone. I'm Leslie Pearson. Today, we're going to talk about what's happening in the real estate news world as of July. Welcome to the Toronto Real Estate Show with the Janelle Cameron team, the podcast that helps make your real estate dreams a reality. The Janelle Cameron team is your expert source for all things real estate in the greater Toronto area. Whether you're considering a renovation to improve your return on investment, looking at homes for the very first time, or even considering becoming an agent yourself, we've got you covered. Hey everyone, how you doing? Hope you had a great week. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us. Uh, We thought we would do another news segment like we did a few weeks back or a month or so back because it was so popular. So uh, that was our most requested show. So here we are again talking about the news. But uh, first of all, let's check in. How's it going, Leslie? Um, everything's good. It's um, Monday. We're in stage three. Feels like a whole new world. Feel energized. Feel excited. How about you? Yeah, same. I feel like, I know we talked about this last week, but most of my clients seem to be in the prepping stage. There's a lot of that going on. A lot really, of yeah. that. I in think. fact, our usual prepping guy, I don't think he has any time to oh. do anything. And then I called him today. I'm like, can you come and fix my house? Oh. <laughs> it's like, I know I have you going to these other houses, but, you know, put me as a priority. Yeah. Um, well, I'm glad I don't need him. Yes, you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you are glad, believe me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think uh, the, these guys are busy. Renovators right now are swamped. Yeah, I think anything to do with um, kind of home renovation or updates is uh, really... I went for a walk in my neighborhood last night, and people were complaining about, like, just trying to get a plumber to come over. Oh, like, I know. Every I think every trade there is, you're waiting yeah. a long time now. People are so focused. Yeah. Both on, you know, nothing to do with selling, on taking care and upgrading their homes because they're, mm-hmm. they've been home so much more and maybe have things have, with uh, being home more, maybe things have gotten a little bit worn out, but also maybe people have, you know, been looking at their four walls more and, and seeing things they want to change. So that kind of... Uh, homeowner who needs to have some work done but also people getting ready to sell in the fall people at least thinking about it and looking for those trades and mm-hmm. that's why I keep telling people if you're thinking of selling anytime before the yeah, end of the year get on you, you got to get on especially it especially things like appliances like yeah. I know a number of my yeah. clients have bought appliances and it's months yeah yeah mm-hmm. um yeah my dishwasher broke a while back as you know and it was going to take I think it was almost four months for me to get a part for the dishwasher like everything's on back order so did i ever tell you our dishwasher broke at the beginning of covid and we're still hand washing dishes <gasps> oh my god that's like um, 15 months later i could i was like six weeks and i was gonna die but you mean janelle's been my in my house so she knows this but us replacing our dishwasher would cost us about forty thousand dollars right <laughs> and that's that's right. the problem therein lies the problem because mm-hmm. it means everything yeah yeah knocking down walls right and mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know, there's something to be said for that, I guess, but you got to make sure you're in it for the long haul. Right. Um, yeah. So anyway, that's kind of what I've been feeling. So it's, uh, I think people are energized and looking forward to um, busy fall mm-hmm. real estate market and happy to be out in the world a little bit more cautiously, I hope everybody, but, but enjoy. Yeah. I think, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, we say this every week, but I think the fall is going to be crazy busy, mm-hmm. crazy busy. Mm-hmm. And I know even, um, if you, um, 
are thinking of selling and your home needs some staging, the rental um, yes. of, of staging furniture, you know, accessories, art is already getting yeah, picked up. That's right. So um, if you're thinking about it... Plus, there's like one game in town, right? There's like I know, basically the one... So we yeah. should get into that. <laughs> no, I know. Totally sure. It's just need. you get to buy a bunch of inventory, but yeah. we should talk about that offline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is a, something we should be considering. Because it is a problem. It is a huge problem. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I know. Um, okay, so thought we would go over kind of some of the news headlines because there's mm-hmm. lots going on in the news. It's been an interesting real estate news week, I think. And so, um, because we had some people say they enjoyed that last one we did and wanted to hear more of it, we thought we would carry on with more. Mm -hmm. Um, So the first thing I want to talk about, this is not a news headline, but this is news, is that, um, you know, things had been a little bit slower, not as many crazy offers. We were having a bit of a, um, you know, a quieting of the market in terms of the amount of offers on everything. Um, But I would say from... The Durham region perspective, that's completely gone and things are back to a full-on frenzy. Mm-hmm. So I have been showing a number of properties there over the last couple of weeks. I would say 50% of them don't make it past the first day. Most of them have bully offers. But it was quiet there for Quieter, an hour, right? Yeah, <laughs> it was. Um, what do you think is going to happen then? Because usually we go into a real lull in August and we're, we're almost there. Do you think that's not going to happen? We're just going to go right through to the end of the year? And I'm wondering about that. I mean, I, do, I don't see it everywhere, but definitely in Durham, it Durham, seems. Durham, yeah. Um, and then I've got other clients that are looking for condos, and that's also a very busy market. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and they're looking for maybe Scarborough or Etobicoke or places that maybe aren't as, you know, downtown. But it's busy. Like, they're hard. To, it's hard to get appointments for them i mean especially durham is the you can't even get appointments now again mm-hmm. right it's like the other day i tried to book one and it had come is on that the market because of covid restrictions so it's restricting the- yeah so you yeah. can only go every half an hour right so that's what's causing that or have those restrictions been eased in durham like- no they're still mm-hmm. happening mm-hmm. Uh, but the you know something like this one property came out on, I think it was Tuesday. Wednesday, I tried to book an appointment for for Friday, and the only appointment available was 9 at night. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. And last night, one that my clients were interested in got 18 offers. Wow. Another one that they were interested in got eight offers. So that's what's happening in Durham. Yeah. Which is pretty crazy. Yeah. Well, yeah. good to hear, though. Yeah. Uh, we we talk with a lot of homeowners and buyers in Durham. Um, and um, that's good to hear. I'll give them that feedback that, um, you know, there's maybe no reason to wait. I'm not sure. I don't know how mm-hmm. to. My gut is always to wait. Yeah, so mine too. Day. I still think you're leaving money on the table if you don't. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Probably. Um <laughs> I don't know. What the hell do I know anymore? It's just crazy times. Um, okay, so first uh, news headline is that open houses are back and allowed again. Yes, I saw that. Uh-huh. Welcome, stage three. Welcome, stage How exciting. <laughs> How not exciting. <laughs> what do you think about that, Janelle? Well, it gives me hives, quite frankly, but <laughs> I, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I was. It actually made me feel kind of sick to my stomach. I thought, yeah. oh, God, not again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... It's probably no secret to anybody, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Open houses 
are a hideous thing to do for for agents for the most part. You do get to meet nice people sometimes, which is great. They have largely been made or used for the person sitting the open house to get leads. Yeah. That's what they do. In recent years, I would say open houses have been more for buyers who have already seen the property with their client come back through for a second time because their client was busy or didn't, or their agent was yeah. busy and they didn't want to. Yeah, I agree. Again. Mm-hmm. Are we getting people coming off the street and going into open houses that are serious buyers? Not really. Right. So when you list your house for sale, you're really only interested in, you know, highly motivated and qualified buyers. So as you say, is an open house going to serve that purpose? I think the only merit is, as you say, if um, an agent sends their clients in for a second or third kind of look at the place um, and the agent is not available to do a private appointment. Um, But I think that my gut is that COVID has showed us that they're not an essential part of our business. Absolutely not. Yeah, no, I think... I don't know that I, I, I am one of the people who used to love them. Mm-hmm. I've always liked doing open houses. Um, but um, I'm wondering about the value of them now, and I don't really see it. I think they're, again, a great opportunity for a new agent who wants to connect with clients because when we first started, every person that came in was unrepresented. Like mm-hmm. you had lots of opportunity to make. I think most of the first deals I did in the first few years were from open houses. Yeah, so you make connections with people coming through. They're not working with an agent already, and then you yeah. have an opportunity but to be But as time's gone on, yeah. that's happened for me less and less. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I, you know, over the years I've been basically just farming them out to people yeah. who want the business. Yeah. And it's been a bit of a dog and pony show for yeah. the clients, right? Yeah. Like here, oh yeah, we'll do open houses, of course we will. And we'll do agent open houses and we'll do all kinds of things. Well, I hadn't had someone show up to an agent open house in years. Yeah. I mean, they were I just agree. a complete waste of time. I agree. So, yeah, I mean, and our, um, our responsibility and our focus must always be what is best for our client, the seller. Mm-hmm. And you know, holding an open house as a means to get leads and potential new clients is not a valid reason to do it. No. So, And I used to be of the belief that the more eyeballs on the property, the better, no matter how they got there. No, I, I think it's only qualified, motivated eyes. Right, but yeah. now I've seen yeah. that's not true. No, it's not. Yeah. It's not. That's one thing in real estate that I think is not a numbers game, is open house attendance. Um, so, and you know, another thought I had about it is even though stage three allows it, doesn't, you know, it, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Mm-hmm. I think there are some circumstances, and I'm thinking of some listings I might have coming up where it might be warranted, but I think my gut sitting here today now is it doesn't serve right. any purpose for the seller, typically, so I wouldn't. But how interesting if... Your seller expects it because the other two properties down the street are having an open house this week, and how come yours isn't? And you mm-hmm. know they will because mm-hmm. that's what I saw that will already. Do. Didn't you see signs out already? I did. Weekend? It was honest to God. I felt it made yeah. me. It horrified me okay. only because I was like, oh God, I'm going to have to do it again. I thought it was free, mm-hmm. but I'm not free. Mm-hmm. It's back. <laughs> well, I mean, what do you do if your client says, well, Joe and Sally down the street are having open houses? I mean, I call somebody and ask them if they want to do it, I guess, as long as I don't have to do it. 
I hate doing them. You know, I hate doing them. Yeah. It's the signs. I think it, sitting there is not so bad. It's putting out those bloody signs. Yeah. You know, it takes all day, and then you got to go and collect them again. And oh, oh God. God. Yeah, I've had some awful open house experiences. Oh, the rain, the rain, snowstorm, ending up in the hospital. Someone oh, my fell God. Down a, fell downstairs. That Good Lord. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't but, know you know, there's saying. something, uh, is there, like, I'm just going to throw this out there. Is there something to overexposing it? And, and, you know, that logic might appeal to some sellers that, um, you know, it's not necessary because we want to. We want Only re- qualified yeah. people. Mm-hmm. And, and that we've proven that. Mm-hmm. That has yeah. been proven. I think that's what my response would be. Yeah, me too. You know, this is not, statistically, this open, the, having an open house is not going to sell. Mm-hmm your house. It's really doing a favor to other agents who don't want to go back a second and third time with their clients. Yeah. But statistically, it's not going to result in the sale of your house. Right. You have a great property. There's some prestige there. And let's let's leave it like that and not do it. Yeah. Yeah. Because if it's a high-end place, they don't do it. No. So, so why, why, would you treat it, yeah. why would you treat it differently? Yeah. Well, look yeah. at us. We're finding total justification for not ever having to do that. And I, I used to like open house. So the one that I'm thinking uh, I have uh, might have a listing. I don't know yet. Down in the near where you live, down uh, near the water, and you know, depending on when that is, maybe there's some value because that's such a high traffic and such a coveted neighborhood. I might consider it there, but absolutely not to condos. Oh, I would say, yeah. and I think not to most houses. And I'm never, I'm never doing an agent open house again. Oh, that's a separate thing. So is yeah. It, yeah, so you really have. I think that's just a recent in the last couple. Uh, I mean, before COVID, Useless. a couple of years before that, the attendance was just... Yeah. Like, who's doing that anymore? No. Who's got the time for that? Remember back in the day, well, you go and what's tour, the purpose of that? I, so you could go and tell your clients about the... You know, you, so I'd go look at your agent open house and, you know, because clearly I was not smart enough to see it online or realize <laughs> that it's, oh, look, here's a house on Main Street that I walked through and said, oh, well, she's serving a lunch. I'll go and see the house. Oh, it's a great house. I'll send that to my clients. I mean, it was just so... Yeah. You'd get these people come through, take their free lunch, and then they'd, they'd leave and be like, oh, yeah, well, I'll send it to any clients I might have. Mm-hmm. What? Now, you do, if you work a lot in a particular neighborhood as an agent, you want to know, you'd be able to speak to every listing in your neighborhood that comes out. But do you need to have an agent no, open house to know that? No, just book the appointment. Just book the appointment. Yeah. Go on your own. Like, why do you want to be with people now? It's After good COVID, research. I don't want to be with oh, anyone I know. anyway. <laughs> Exactly. And the risk of, um, you know, back to open houses, if like, I know you'd almost have to do it with a partner to yeah. keep people outside and monitor traffic and distance in the oh, house. Yeah. I, I don't think, I don't think I'm there yet. No. And I may never be because I don't see the business rationale for it. No. Um, All right. We've beaten that to death. Um, How did we get on that topic? Oh, that was the first piece of news. Yeah, first piece of news. Okay, second piece of news. Uh, this was a report in Now Magazine, which I thought was interesting, uh, is that 90% of brokers and consumers that were questioned in Toronto said that they would like to end the blind bidding. 100%. Yeah. I, uh, do you know anyone that would disagree with that? No. I don't think I do either. No. Okay. No, no Interesting. It's, it's time for a change there. Yeah. And uh, are they working on that? I heard tidbits about that earlier in the year. Me too, but I don't think anything's really been mm-hmm. confirmed. Mm-hmm. Um, and blind bidding, and just to very, very quickly, uh, if you're not familiar, that's the situ- basically the system we have right now where an offer date is set. The house or condo is priced generally a little bit lower than it's worth. 
the date is set, everybody submits their offers, you don't know what the other offers are, and you may be asked to improve your offer, not knowing if you're now bidding against yourself or not, because the rules That's state the blind that it's it. mm-hmm. illegal to share that information with another buying agent. And so... That's how this is, you know, that's how somebody ends up spending $200,000 more than the next person. Mm-hmm. But that's how it's been. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's right. Mm-hmm. I wonder, though, if that gets changed, you know, what they're thinking of changing it to. Have you heard anything about that? And no. what the impact of the, that change would be? I mean, it would have to be an auction-type scenario yeah. where it would be, you know, very much this is the, you know, I've got it. All offers can come in at... 12 o'clock and they are viewable Mm -hmm. and now everybody gets a chance to up the offer but like where does that end i can just Mm -hmm. see like a silent auction you're waiting there till the last minute with your pen Mm -hmm. you know waiting to get that last stroke of the pen in so that you can win Mm -hmm. i mean and part of me thinks that will just drive the prices up higher that's what that was what i was going to say is that's what i think the Mm -hmm. impact of that would be Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know it's going to be interesting, but but they can't say to us, like, you know, you can't have an offer date or you can't price it under price set or something like that because the market is what the market is. And if two people want to compete on a house, there's nothing you can do to stop it mm-hmm. unless you have, you know, this open bidding process in place. Mm-hmm. I almost feel like you go into an auction room and you have your paddle and you say, and you're, you know, the buyers are there and the agent is there and you hold an auction. Yeah. And I think they do that in a lot of countries in, yep. in Europe, right? Yeah. It'll have... Like the bidding starts at $1 million. Who's it, got $1 million? Right. So we would have spin-off effects on the other elements <laughs> of an offer because, again, remember that the um, offer price isn't the only factor in an offer. And, and yeah, I guess, how do you deal with all those other mm-hmm. um, things other than the number? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, hold up your panel for... I don't know, 40 days versus 45? Like. That's right, yeah. <laughs> Who's got June 11th? June 11th? Right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So you, I guess you'd have to, I don't know how you would do all that. I don't know. Because it's not just a numbers game. Yeah, um, mostly I, numbers game. It but is not mostly, all. But yeah, you're right. My deposit certified, yours isn't. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> exactly. I've got a higher deposit. I can just see it now. Yeah, what would they do? Yeah, I want the microwave. The microwave is not included. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly. Yeah, so I don't know. Those details would be. Yeah, I mean, I think that, uh, I think we need... You know, as much transparency, the more transparency, the better. So I'm a fan of looking into it. I'm um, interested to see how, what form it might take. Me too. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. Uh, okay, next story. Let's talk about um, what the news is reporting about there being a slowdown in the market. Um, so in the last couple of days, there's been a lot of stories saying three months ago we hit the peak and things have been declining since. So price and sales volume have have been very minutely declining from three months ago. But they are, however, dramatically up from 2020. Right. Um, but the question is, is this a trend or is this summer market? So my take would be that this is summer market because basically when we look at the stats... We are, you know, always a little bit slower June and July from May, which is generally the peak, right? Like mm-hmm. May is the busiest time. Um, and so, you know, really we're just looking at a difference between May to August probably. And then by the time September comes around, 
Right. I, I fully think things will be back on track. Right. Um, however, it seems to be a big enough news story that people are continuing to report on it. Mm-hmm, I agree. Yeah. It's in the news a lot. It's in the news a lot. Um, I don't know. Wait, do you have a take on that or is just I mean, numbers I, are the numbers? The numbers are the numbers, but our normal seasonal cycle is that July is slow and August is quite dead. Right. And then, you know, the day after Labor Day, it's insane. Um, I just, um, COVID, I mean, who would have expected a global pandemic to have such a strong impact positively on our real estate world? But uh, I just see it as typical seasonal fluctuations. I don't see any indication of, you know, a gross recalibration of the market. Uh I just don't see it. Yeah. Um, I would just have to wait and see. But, you know, I wouldn't believe anybody who said they know what's happening. No. So I don't profess to know. No. My gut is we're where we always are on uh, July 19th, my grandmother's birthday. Aww. I don't know why I remember that. Yeah. Um, she would have been 110. Good Lord. Yeah. Anyway, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Land transfer tax. Well, what's in the news about that? Well, Don't tell me. Yeah, you know this. They're saying more than $2 million. Uh, they are suggesting that there is an additional 1% that should be added to yeah. land transfer tax for properties over $1 million. Over, uh, over $2, $2 million. Million. Yeah, we talked a bit about this, I think, a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, we both kind of chuckled and said, if you can afford that price point of a house, then mm-hmm. it's not a big deal. I mean... It's a slippery slope, though. Oh, it is a slippery slope. Um, so that's, and that's my only concern about yeah. it. Well, it's like the land transfer tax won't last. Remember that? Right. Yeah. Um, they're estimating that this will generate $18.7 million in revenue this year for the city. So is it just the city it's land transfer? just the city. Yeah. It's, you know, it's horrifying to me in a way. Like, it's just, they just squeeze you for every, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. When will we know about that? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Not a not, and it's my counselor of all people. <laughs> like what the? Who's that? Brad Bradford. I don't know him. Well, let mm-hmm. me tell you. Uh, so you know, I could go on about that. Um, yeah, we'll keep you advised of what's happening with that if you don't hear it in the news. But um, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not really pro tax very much. No, me either. Um, you know, I mean, who is? Mm-hmm. Okay, here's one I thought. It's like another thing on the same topic, a yeah. similar topic is, um, have you heard anything about developments about the idea of people having to pay capital gains on their primary residence? On their primary yeah, residence? Yeah, I think that's coming. When they have a secondary residence? No. Or just pro- I Are think you that, kidding me? Yeah, that's been in the news. For What's the, the difference between capital gains and land transfer tax, if you want to put it that way, right? Well, like, if I'm you, purchasing you get, something else. They get two things. Oh, it's brutal. Yeah, I think that is actually going to happen. It makes me want to move out of here. Yeah. Okay, another story in the news this week. I thought this was really interesting. Uh, they did some polling, the Ontario Real Estate Association, that showed that half of Ontario residents under the age of 45 are looking to move out of the province. Yeah. That is huge. Mm-hmm. 50%. And breaking that down further, 33% of people under the age of 29 are definitely considering moving out of the province. Like those people will not be here. It is interesting to mm-hmm. me that, and I think it's a combination of things. People talk about affordability. I also yeah. just think it's the way this whole shit show has been handled. And people are not happy about this it. This COVID shit show? Yeah. Yeah, I think that, well, I think uh, I think it's opened people's eyes 
to the possibilities and it's changed how we live and work. That coupled with affordability here, you know, has made people go, hmm, I wonder. Yeah. Um, and if and I don't need to be here, why would I be here? If you don't need to be here, why mm-hmm. would you be here? And so I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, those numbers are high, so that surprises me, but I get the concept. But there would be huge ramifications of that for Ontario. Well, part of me wonders, I mean, there's so much of what happens right now with the government and COVID, so much of this I feel like, you know, why all of a sudden the big push to get us open after we haven't been open for so long and the big push to keep us closed. Now all of a sudden there's this whole reverse trend and I don't believe any of this, any of thing that they actually report. So mm-hmm. I feel as though, you know, they must be seeing significantly significant declines in, in businesses leaving, mm-hmm. people leaving. Yeah, I read a related article last week, I guess, about the brain drain this is going to cause. Right. And that what that means long-term Absolutely. for Ontario. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It won't be good. Mm-hmm. And I think that, um, you know, I still feel as though we're in the middle of this whole situation. I don't feel like we're in, I, you know, we talked about this earlier, but that we're anywhere near the end of this. And so let's see where this goes. But Mm -hmm. I think the way most people I talk to are very disgruntled about a whole bunch of things Mm -hmm. about Ontario. One of them being, you know, obviously the affordability, the other being um, other places are open. And so Mm -hmm. it's hard. So unless that changes, I think it's going to be very significant. But um, to think that 50% of the people under, under that age, under 45 would leave, like that's a lot. That's a huge mm-hmm. problem. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, they're, in, they're adding all these different taxes and different things, which mm-hmm. is not going to help the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? I agree. You have to wonder. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so then um, that was primarily the only hot news that I saw. Um, I think that one of the <laughs> – I read a really interesting article about why Chicago's housing market is so much cheaper than Toronto. Um and, you know, it's it's kind of an interesting story, but, uh, you know, there's people really have the same, they, they equate these two cities very, very closely, right? I mean, we both have almost a similar population. Yeah. We're both sort of lake cities. Um, the average price in um, Chicago, by the way, is only about $350,000 US. Wow. Yeah. And And you said you know why that is? Well, these are just... You know, there's just a couple of articles that were floating around about this. But, um, yeah, they don't really know. But I guess they've got a lot more uh, diverse population there in terms of, you know, good neighborhoods, bad neighborhoods. I think that may have something to do with it. So the bad neighborhoods, you know, the prices are lower. The good neighborhoods, they're better. Mm -hmm. But I think there's just a lot more supply. Mm -hmm. Uh, Probably not as much. I mean, but Chicago's such a great city. You'd think that more people would. I love Chicago. It is. It's a great Mm -hmm. city. It's very much like Toronto, though, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And so that was pretty much it. There were some great stories this week about different houses that were on the market for crazy amounts of money. Uh, There was one I read about, I'm not sure if this was in Ontario or Canada, but that the market was so hot that people bought... um, two lots didn't realize that they were underwater somewhere and now we're trying to sell them for like six times more than they bought them for and it looks like they probably will sell so i'm not sure where that was but but yeah just kind of interesting interesting stuff uh rental market's gone up again too which is interesting because we you know it was down a fair bit for a while but um it's kind of going up in the housing market 
still going up as well. Uh, but that was pretty much it. Anything else that you read that's worth? Uh, I was reading a little bit about the shortage of student housing. Ah, uh, yeah. And the impact that's having on the rental market mm-hmm. in university towns. Um, and a growing, I think, percentage of the population with university-bound kids um, thinking of buying something instead mm-hmm. of having the kids. Right? That seems to be a growing trend. Which makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Maybe not in Toronto, mm-hmm. though. Yeah. No, I, it, uh, Toronto was not identified yeah. as one. But Yeah, um, that wouldn't be worth it. Yeah, but uh, apparently there's a real shortage of purpose-built Yes. Um, rental places in university towns and of um, residences with universities. And so, so that's something to watch for. Mm-hmm. Something I've just started to think about as I have some a child leaving the city. Mm-hmm. That it, wouldn't it make sense to buy a little house where she's going instead of having her pay rent? It really um, would. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. to have money. Yeah. <laughs> oh, another thing, which I think is another great story. This is fascinating if you saw this, but that... Um, the most expensive place in Ontario to rent okay. is now Barrie. I saw that. Yeah. What is that? No idea. Uh, very funny. I did see that yeah. just this morning, I think. Yep. Yep. So, um, I guess for the very first time, Toronto fell out of the top two markets to rank as the fourth most expensive Tor- in uh, expensive city in the country. But I seriously can't think of a reason why that would be. I can't either. So Vancouver is still number one. These are one-bedroom apartments or for one and two. Vancouver still number one, then Burnaby. Oh. Then Barrie, then Toronto. Mm-hmm. So... Vancouver, I get. I mean, absolutely. Burnaby, I'm not sure I know enough about to be able to comment. But Barrie, is it that the housing there is, has it skyrocketed so much that people just have to rent? I have no idea. Not have to rent, but, but Oshawa was number six. Yeah. Which I sent immediately to all my people who own investment properties in Oshawa. <laughs> um, but yeah, when, even Windsor, number 18, which I was happy to see. Um, so yeah, there's some, you know... This is, these are good articles f- to read for people who are thinking about buying investment properties, right? Where am I going to make the most money? Right. Right? It's important to, to know these things because some of these places have the worst rent. And this article tells you whether, and this was in BlogTO, it tells you whether rent's going up, down, or flat. So Halifax, number 14, but going down. Yeah. Um, Barrie and Burnaby, you know, as I said, two and three, but they're going up. So Toronto's going down. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, but in Quebec City, for example, you can rent a one-bedroom apartment for $790 a month. And in uh, Vancouver, it's average $2,000. Mm-hmm. In Toronto, it's average seventeen ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Quebec City is your place if you're looking for a bargain. Which is, again, if you're working for I don't know home, what I have to say to that. Yeah. Quebec City's lovely. It is gorgeous. Yeah. Have you been? No, no, we're gorgeous. asking Dimitri if she's sorry. Been. It's I'm cold. Sorry. It's cold as hell. That's the only problem. It's really cold. Mm-hmm. Like really cold. Yeah. But really nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like freezing cold. Like freezing. But it's really nice. Yeah, very so pretty. that's it. Yeah. It's a, really our only kind of European feel. Yeah. Place. And I can't think On of that it. note, I've had three clients this year move to Montreal. I was, while you were talking, no offense, I was reading about uh, Montreal, uh, mm-hmm. some stats about moving from Ontario to Montreal. That, that's yeah. very high. So you would typically think it would be Vancouver, maybe Halifax. Well, maybe, but there Montreal. apparently has been quite an exodus yeah. uh, to Halifax and Vancouver, actually. 
But so. the Montreal surprises me, but I read that, that, that it was high. Montreal, mm-hmm. I mean, what a great city. I don't know it that well. Oh, man, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Freezing cold. Yeah. But really nice. Yeah. <laughs> really nice. Um, and I ha- it's when I was reading here from a real estate agent in Montreal who says, comparing the volume of calls I get from Ontario, I'd say I'm getting 30 to 40% more than the same period last year. Wow. Mm-hmm. And why not? I mean, the average, you know, condo in Montreal is, they're not cheap, but it's probably... Well, this guy's saying the cost of living is much more affordable. Well, the cost of living Great universities, is in good nightlife, yeah. big companies moving there, a lot of job openings, a lot of The potential. restaurants in Montreal, yeah. the shopping. It's such a hip happening yeah. place, you know. Yeah. Makes us look like old fuddy-duddies over here, yeah. I find. Yeah. I have uh, a son who... I think very likely we'll end up at school in McGill. Montreal. Yeah. And uh, so I hope to get to know it better in the next few years. Yeah, mm-hmm. you won't be disappointed. Mm-hmm. All right, we have uh, exhausted this topic, I would say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it's good though. It was a wide variety I love how of we always say it was there. good. We always think it's good because it's, <laughs> it's our own conversation. Well, I, I always <laughs> learn something out of talking with you, Janelle. So oh, I, I do always think it's good. Well, thank you. I mm-hmm. think it's good too because mm-hmm. I enjoy babbling on (laughs) Um, anyway thanks everyone for listening as always and uh, just reach out if you'd like to contribute to one of our next episodes in terms of content as we love to hear what you have to say and please follow us on all of our social media channels at the Janelle Cameron team and other than that we'll see you next week and happy real estate happy real estate we hope you've enjoyed the Toronto real estate show with the Janelle Cameron team But more importantly, we hope you feel better informed and enthusiastic about your real estate future. We know buying and selling can be stressful, so let us help. If you're looking for hands-on support in the greater Toronto area, the Janelle Cameron team from REMAX Hallmark Realty is ready to assist. Visit JanelleCameron.com. That's J-E-N-E-L-L-E Cameron.com. Or dial 416-486-5588. Join us again next week as we deliver more content to help you reach your real estate dreams.